0: going nycfc fans back at it with your boys alex and juan carlos unfortunate results this past weekend one zero loss to the houston dynamo but ultimately this is another game that nycfc should have won in my opinion that was kind of a boring game there was not a lot going on houston obviously got away with a really cheap pk and it was an unfortunate situation because it was nonsense it was so soft and it pisses me off when uh, when refs are the determining factor between winning and losing games. You know, you watch it across every sport. They make a dumb decision, a dumb call, and they even went to VAR and still got it wrong. It's just,
1: it really boils my blood, man. It really just pisses me off. I mean, when they went to the VAR, it was contact. It was a really soft call, but there was contact. That's That's what they're looking for, though. They're looking for that contact, that little touch. They see a touch, it's a penalty. But, you know, blind eye, like, first sight it wasn't but then when you go and look at it slow motion like five times of course they're going to call a penalty but you know as you said it was like a tough result what can we do now <laughs> yeah on. i
0: mean how many times do we see exact moments like that happen across the pitch that don't get called though you know what i mean like That's only yeah. because it's in the box does it get called and only mm-hmm. because the mls is trying like you know more scoring theoretically means more entertainment and mm-hmm. the, the thing about that is You, you know, this happens across the world. Honestly, if you go to Europe, you go to England. You know, they're all trying to just get more opportunities to score, 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 make it more entertaining, more you know, thrilling and dramatic. And um, you gotta have a comeback. And the PKs have become such a big part, a big element um, of you know soccer in general it, 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 i'm not surprised they're calling these right um it's unfortunate but you know we'll take a look at some of the stats take a look at some of the players and their performances and kind of what nycfc did in this game that you know didn't really you know match what they did against um la and you know that's it's unfortunate because you know or rather uh, dc rather when it, obviously three two victory over dc yeah. so you know you're seeing yeah the victory there, they didn't really follow suit. It just didn't look like they were their offense was in flow and Talis mm-hmm. Magno, you have some insight there into kind of what right. happened to him and in terms of they just shut him down. They took him out of the game. Right. And when you don't have mm-hmm. when you have a guy that's playing in the nine role that isn't a number nine and they're taking him away, I mean it's a recipe
1: for disaster. So it's unfortunate. I mean yeah, like I said in my column, you know, the fact that the team went uh, you know, just like MIA and the fact that, you know, they they took off uh, Sands from the midfield and they went, not um, you know, they lost uh, Chanel in defense and they had to put uh, a Sands in that position. You know, losing the connection between uh, Keaton Parks and James Sands just, like, you know, takes away, like, everything uh, from uh, the game. It definitely does. And, and ultimately, you know, we have to figure out a way
0: to get more out of this offense. You know, Santi's been a tremendous addition, right? Mm-hmm. Like, he is a force he's an impact player his creation his vision with the ball is unparalleled on this team there's nobody else that has that type of vision that has that type of flair maybe magno but again he's playing out of position um mm-hmm. still needs to go find them a nine and they still need to move magno back to the left wing do you think that there's anything in sight regarding that because you know they got Ledesma, and that's confirmed now but it's, he's no he's not a nine he's like a he's a center midfielder you could even say no. no,
1: no. Uh, cam I, I don't even know where they're going to put him at this point Yeah no he's not the fact that like the fact that they got him I think is because uh from the season on like i think the team is going to be facing like three four competitions every season and you can't really be like putting burning out like keaton parks or burning out santi you know he's a midfielder for that you know putting him in us open cup games or like any other tournaments that like nycfc takes part on so you know when you need to like rotate uh Ledesma's going to be there yeah he's not going to be the solution for a number nine because we need a number nine right but he's not going to be that guy to be like you know what let's improvise who knows but yeah he's just a variation in the midfield but I don't know we need to go after a number nine and I think we have this month only like April I think April 24 or 26 is when the MLS like window for transfers like close so we'll see what happens
0: Yeah, I guess we will see what happens. But let's take a look kind of at what happened, the statistics of this game. Um, So obviously, lineups pretty similar from the DC game. We got, uh, you know, actually, they played a 4-4-2 in this game, which is interesting. Um, They changed Mm -hmm. the positioning a little bit, but they had Rodriguez uh, kind of playing a little bit back and not playing so far ahead. So you have Magno and rodriguez Coined as the Strikers per se, Pellegrino at mm-hmm. left mid, um, who you know has been getting a little bit better as the season has progressed. Here, he got subbed out um, in favor mm-hmm. of Andreas Jason, and then you have Parks, mm-hmm. obvious center mid. He's you know one of our focal points and one of our, our great players in the midfield. Um, you have Alfredo Morales, who you know starts over Tiago, and then you have Gabriel Pereira at right mid, who gets subbed out for uh, Ledesma, who made his first appearance. You have uh, Damari Gray, Martin Sands, and Kufre, and then Baraz, obviously. Um, you, you know it's funny because. Like, I watch Barraza play, and he, he, like, scares the crap out of me sometimes. But he's, like, solid. Like, he his positioning is good. That one goal mm-hmm. against us, I mean, like, I think it would have been um, against DC. There was a goal that was just right – maybe it was offside. I forget what it was. But, you know, his positioning has been pretty solid. He's kind of scares me because he doesn't have, like, great size for a goalkeeper, right? His reach is mm-hmm. not big. He's not tall. He's not that tall. Like, he's not, like, the perfect fit in terms of his frame, but neither was Icar So you look at guys that are smaller (laughs) and it's, it's okay. You can find, you can make up for it with really good positioning sometimes.
1: Yeah. It's all about the positioning, but like, again, I think overall, like this whole game was like, bad for every single line you know the fact that we we got to like interrupt like i told you in the beginning you know moving sands away from that key position in midfield to help out like keaton parks and then not having the leader like in defense to have like chanotte in there to actually like kind of orchestrate the order you know just like pushed the, the team back and that's why we saw that we i think we had like one shot on goal and like because the whole team was defending like you saw I think Talis Magno you saw Santi Rodriguez like almost in defense at some point so you know when you disrupt the lineup like that or the chemistry I mean there's not really much that you can do at that point but you know
0: yeah I mean of course you know when they're playing a high line and you know you're kind of pushing you're playing more aggressive and they're doubling Mm -hmm. Magno it takes a lot of you know you need someone else to be able to make to make plays happen you know of course like santi theoretically is that guy but magno needs to be able to move within space and the problem is when you're playing striker the only space you have to move is between the center backs, right? You can't get behind the, the the left backs, the right backs, and especially if you have backs that are pushing up the field and being mm-hmm. a part of the attack, that counterattack becomes so much more important. And when you don't have right. Magno, his speed, his vision, ability to get behind that back line, those center backs are staying back. Like they're not pushing forward. Those, right. those backs, those wing backs are the ones that are mm-hmm. going to push forward. So there are going to be openings there that you can exploit. And the problem is, Pellegrini mm-hmm. is not a fast player, right? He is more of a, an, like a, if you're playing FIFA, he'd be more of an artist, right? He's more of like a, he, he's going to get make some through balls. He's going to, you know, make some plays happen, but he's not a good finisher. He's not a good winger. And that's the problem is that 4 4 2 is the safest formation, right? It gives you a lot of defense. It gives you a lot of protection on the back end. And it seemed like you said, they were playing more of a defensive game. But you have two strikers up there. And the problem is, they're trying to figure out a way. How can we get someone to play well off of Talos Magno? How can we get someone to compliment him? And the problem is is that Magno is not – he, he can pass the ball, but he's not the best passer. He's always looking to receive. He's never looking to give it away. You know what I mean? And once he gets it, he tries to dribble through four or five guys. So – When you have a player like that, you know, of course, you reference the big ones. You look at like Neymar. You look at Hazard. You look at some of the big guys from the past and what they're so good on in the wing is because when they get the ball, they attack the line. They attack um, with speed and power and and flair, and they take those guys 1v1. The problem is Magno, he tries to take on one guy, and then suddenly there's another center back in support there, and he doesn't get rid of the ball. So so now you have your two guys on on Magno, and he's not getting rid of the ball, and he's not going to win that battle. So – the the entire philosophy behind his game is wrong like he's not supposed to be there we know that they're trying to force him in they're trying to force a square peg into a round hole as some coaches would say and that is going to be the big like kind of destructive force behind this offense and you know that's going to be a problem moving forward they need to get him back to the left wing at some point
1: Right, unless, like I told you, I think privately, <laughs> unless they're waiting for that loan, that Tati loan at Girona to expire and bring him back, and then you know put him back in that left wing position, and then boom, problem solved, and you know save some money. That's my wild guess. It's just uh, you know superstition, but <laughs> we never know what can happen, you know. But again, Tal- Talis Magno is really good. He's a great player, he has flair, but not sh- not in the nine. I think, if anything, this this game was like, stop trying, like, put Thiago Andrade in that nine position, but, like, just leave uh, Thales Magno in that left wing. <laughs> That's it. It's enough. Yeah,
0: no, I agree with you there. And it's not to say that our, our uh, you know, production, when it comes to through balls and getting guys into offensive spots, we do do that. Like, we've seen efficiency in that regard. We just haven't converted the chances at times. Um, yeah. And Santi... Has been the probably our best offensive player, and it's not even close. I'd say, like, he is the only guy getting into positions, finding himself in key spots. Um, Of course, the finishing can always be better, but, you know, the fact that he's even getting in those positions at all with guys who are just seemingly out of position um, is certainly a benefit. Now, the stats from this game, you know, 15 fouls apiece, four yellow cards for NYCFC, obviously playing more aggressively on defense. Um, They had two offsides, five corner kicks, and each team had a save. Of course, you see Houston has nine shots, two on goal, and then NYCFC has five shots and one on goal. Um, so, you know, Houston offensively a lot more prominent. Their possession was less at 45% compared to 55% NYCFC. But mm-hmm. we need – against New England, they're going to put – you know, they're going to be going at us offensively. This is not going to be um, an easy one to, to win because, you know, they just beat DC 1-0, uh, 2-1. They beat Nashville 1-0. Uh, they lost to LAFC 4-0. Um, and then they beat Houston 3-0. So, you, you know, you kind of see – um where they are right now and they're winning the majority of their games. They're now they're not winning like four zero and they, they did that that three nil win against Houston. That was kind of an outlier. They got destroyed against LA. They barely beat Nashville. They barely beat DC. Um right now I think that we can win this game, but we need someone to stand up and convert those chances. When we have opportunities, can't let them go. You know, you can't let them go. You gotta convert. Um so who do you think is gonna be the standout in this one?
1: For me, uh, to be honest, I would like to see uh, Tiago Andrade, like, give it a go, give him the start. Keep, uh, again, put Thales Magno back in the left wing. Put uh, Tiago Andrade as the main guy, as a striker, and then, like, we'll see what happens, you know. But, again, as of right now, and it's been like that for a couple of seasons, we're not the best team playing on the road, something always happens, like, you know, we come back to New York, you know, we're like two different teams, you know, it might be the fact that, like, we're traveling, you know, they're they're coming back from training here, then they make, you know, the travel, not jet lag, but it's also, like, takes a tone, like, on your body, you know, like, you don't really get, like, proper rest, you gotta, like, you land or you get to the place and then you gotta train and prepare for the game, and then whatever the, like, the weather conditions also, so, like... There's different factors that also like don't really um, help you to like have that chemistry or ha- have that game preparedness when it comes to playing away games. So we'll see what happens. But again, hoping for the best. And if anything, a tie.
0: I mean, look, a tie is better than a loss. <laughs> of course you want that of win. <laughs> um, I think that I'm going to say my standout for this one is going to be um, Keaton Parks. And I think that the main reason for that is because we have to stop. You know New England's offense, and Keaton Parks is the guy to do that. You know he's the one that's going to cut those passing lanes. He's the one that's going to make those tackles, be an aggressor, um, and really help kind of shape this this contest. And w- of course, we need someone to score, right? And you don't need New England hasn't right. won all these games by a significant margin. All you need is one. All you need is one to win this game. But I think that Keaton Parks is you know one of our best players, and he's one of our more consistent players. So I feel as though he steps in. And makes an impact here. You know, he had a yellow card last game, um, along with Tavon Gray and, and Luis Barraza and Santee. But um, I think that Parks really, maybe he gets a goal on this one. I don't know.
1: Of course. What do you think about the goalie situation? I think, you know, there was, like, I think two or three chances or, like, uh, situations where Barraza came really under mm-hmm. fire against uh, Houston Dynamo. And a lot of people are like, you know, that mistake that didn't end up in a goal. Uh right. For Houston, it's probably like, you know, the the factor to actually give a freeze a chance. Do you think, do you see Barraza starting uh, the next game against uh, New England? Do you think it's enough of a mistake for us to be like, hey, you know what? I don't trust Barraza anymore. You played as a goalie, so you know that those type of situations make him break your streak under mm-hmm. like at goal.
0: Um, you know, it's a good question. Uh, look, playing goalie is all about confidence. And if you aren't confident, you are going to make mistakes. If you go into a moment and you're, like, not sure about it and you're not 100% confident, you're going to mess up. I can guarantee that. So when it comes to Barraza, I, I'm not really worried about his confidence, to be honest with you. I'm more worried about his athleticism. You know, I think that he is not the best athlete. I think that he is a fine goalkeeper for the time being. I think that he's a good, a good reserve, a good second choice. Um, It might be a hot take, but, I mean, look, Sha- Sha- Sean take. Johnson is an athletic goalkeeper. He's one of the best goalkeepers in the league, right, objectively. He's an athlete, man. I mean, you see some of the saves he makes. The problem is I-, I think Barraza, what makes him good is his positioning, right? He makes up a lot for what he doesn't have an a- as an athlete and his IQ as a goalkeeper. The problem is he's not the great when it comes to service, you know, you watch some of the best in the world, Allison, Ederson. What are they so good at? They're good at service. They can they can pinpoint a kick 60 yards downfield right on a right on a pin. You know what I mean? Braza isn't going to do that for you. And the thing about it is that there are there are some I personally feel as though they will go in a different direction at some point. I think that it will probably be within the next 2 months or so. I think they're going to continue giving him the opportunities, but look, To be a professional goalkeeper, you need to be consistent. You know what I mean? Consistent every game. You can make a mistake every now and then, but everything else has to be very good. Like you see Allison, you know, a couple, what was a couple weeks ago, he had that, he gave up that ridiculous goal. Courtois, uh, you know, whiffs a kick and Salah puts it home. You, You brush it off because Courtois and Allison are consistently great every other game. You know, We're going to see right now, is Barraza going to be that consistent player? Is he going to be consistent every game? Or is he going to make a mistake every game? Is there going to be a moment where you say, you know, that was not good? Oh, that was not ideal. Like, are you worried? Are you scared? That's when you start to think, okay, like, you know, if you're not confident in your goalkeeper, you can be sure as hell he's not confident in himself. So if I think the positioning-wise he's great. I think that's what makes up for a lot of his weaknesses, but I think that eventually you're going to have to go find an upgrade there because think about it. He was our backup, right? I think Sean Johnson was the starter. And if he was still here, he would be the starter.
1: Exactly. But then again, that's the thing. Johnson developed into the goalkeeper. He is mm-hmm. right now because he had like three, four seasons, like at right. goal. Like, yeah, he he made mistakes in the beginning. He was like, also like had his flaws and still has some flaws. And, you know, but the fact that you say consistency, and I think it's still too early for, like, someone to be like, hey, he made a mistake. Like, again, like you said, he's not really physically the best or the most adequate at goal. But, again, if you're going to be like, he made two or three mistakes, we need to go and find an upgrade. Like, you're never going to see that progress. I think you're going to get, like, you have to give him more time. Yes, of course, it was a really tough um, mistake against Houston, but he made a pretty good save towards the end. We would have lost 2-0. And then that, like, that little moment where he came in in the last, like, minute of the game, half field for, like, to block that shot or, like, to cut that counterattack. I still think... For me, personally, I still back Barasa for a couple more games. Half a season. I say after the All-Star game. Give him until the All-Star game, the All-Star break. Make or break there. But, like, give him time. Uh, And by no means am I
0: saying tomorrow, like, next game. Like I said, two two months. I'm I'm saying in two months, if he's you know being a little bit inconsistent and we're not really sure and there's some, some mistakes littered mm-hmm. throughout and you know there are and he gives up a couple goals out are you know maybe his fault then we have to consider you know what a change might look like um but mm-hmm. yeah, you make a good point though you know like sean johnson took a very long time he was not very good when he first started so like you know he got better as time mm-hmm. goes on mm-hmm. and goalkeepers the longevity in there in, in for goalkeepers is significant right you can play goalie until you're 40 years old and sean johnson's 33 and Braz is 26 for- you know Buffon's Buffon still playing. I mean, the guy's going to be in a <laughs> wheelchair <laughs> soon. He's still playing. So, you know, you can see, obviously, you know, that players, you know, goalkeepers can play a very long time. And Barraza's only 26, and, and he's very young. So there's time yeah, to 26. grow. There's time, you know, experience ultimately is the best friend of a goalkeeper. You need consistency. Mm-hmm. But the problem is it's also a, a thankless job, right? As a goalkeeper, no, right, you course. make a great save. People forget it in a second. You give up a goal, it's all your fault. You know what I mean? It's 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 hard to stay confident as a goalie, very hard. So, you know, that's going to be my biggest, you know, kind of focal point when it comes to Brazza. How confident right. can he be when he makes mistakes? After he makes mistakes, can he bounce back? Mm-hmm. Can he make a big save? Can he save a penalty kick at the end of a game? These are all things that are going to pop up at some right. point in time that are going to happen. They will happen to you as a goalie, you know? Um we're gonna see right, how clutch he can be because, like, think about like Loris, right? Lloris, one of the best goalkeepers in probably in the history of the game. French goalkeeper started in the World Cup. He's one of the worst goalkeepers at saving PKs in the world. The guy can't save a PK for his life, right? That's right. why France lost the World Cup because he can't <laughs> save PKs. Um, and also Martinez right. is a monster, but that's another story. Um, <laughs> I mean, you see the, the the psychology of all of it, though. Um, you know right. when you are in those big moments. We're going to see if Brazza has that quality. Can he be a clutch goalkeeper end of a game like like Martinez make that kick save to save the day in a playoff match? Can he save a PK down, you know, up 1-0 with in the 80th 85th minute to stifle an opportunity? That's what's going to happen. And if he can't convert those, the 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 concern grows like do we need someone who can do that? You know, do we need someone who can be that clutch factor for us? That's not to say he can't be because I think that You know, we haven't seen him in those opportunities yet. We haven't seen if he can or can't do that. So best case scenario, he can. And we're sitting here like we have our solution for a very long time, right?
1: (laughs) Right, of course. There you go. Exactly. That's what I was thinking as well. It's like, what? it's five, six games. And we have like, we play until November, I believe. So we have a really, really long time. So we'll see.
0: I trust him. Yeah, no, I'm I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt for sure. Um, There are some athleticism (laughs) concerns mm -hmm. that I do have um, in terms of his reach and whatnot, but his positioning is good. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to see maybe just some more confidence on those clearances and just like, you know, service. But overall, I've been fine with his performance. Mm -hmm. They've only scored most games. He's given up none or one goal. And then, you know, uh, of course, against DC, they give up two and and not, not entirely his fault.
1: Yeah, no, no, like, again, yeah, exactly. Not really exactly his fault. Something that he did as a goalie for them to, for those goals to, like, happen. But, again, give him time, and I'm confident he's going to grow into... The goalie that I think he is, you know, mm-hmm. that quality that he has.
0: Yeah. No, totally. Insane. I mean, twenty six years old is young. You know, Sean Johnson, thirty three, it's taken him a long time yeah. to get to this point. So um it depends how willing mm-hmm. NYCFC is to stick with Brazza if he struggles. You know, are they willing to right. to suffer through some cold mm-hmm. streaks if he does have a couple of mistakes and the confidence goes low? Um but the thing for a goalie is like right. you could make two, three mistakes and then you make a nasty save and your confidence is right back. You know, that's how it goes. It's an up and down game when you're a goalkeeper. Except-
1: yeah, exactly. What if he makes like three saves or like one critical save against New England, and then he's a hero? <laughs> he's gonna forget that we ever talked about or any other podcast like talked about his performance Absolutely, against man. Houston. I, you I know, I mean, look, so yeah, they only scored because of a PK. It, the
0: The mistakes, look, the mistakes don't matter mm-hmm. if the goals don't count. <laughs>
1: he went the right yeah. way as well. He went the right way like, in a PK. So like, that's what it is.
0: Yeah, we'll, we'll see what certainly happens. see what happens, but we're mm-hmm. looking forward to this game. Hopefully, you can come up with some big saves against New England, a formidable opponent, to say the least. Um, but, guys, I'd love to hear your perspectives below in the YouTube comments. As always, we appreciate you tuning into the latest NYCFC Fireside episode. Juan Carlos, appreciate you, my friend, and we're going to be looking forward to hopefully getting a, a win in this next game and uh, hopefully a lot more positive stuff to talk about.
1: There you go, exactly. So we'll all see right. you next time. All right? Make sure to like <laughs>
0: and subscribe as always. We'll catch you guys on the next episode.